let's have a look at the championship. Hello FPL Surgery listeners, on the pod this week we have three top guests who are all very knowledgeable about the Championship Football League. We will discuss who looks to be coming up from the Championship and who's been playing well this season. Of the teams, which players would we consider for our FPL teams? Players that could be targets for Premier League clubs from the Championship. The difference, the step up to the Premier League. Past players who may have been options when they came up. And then we look at the Iceman's Quiz, Championship style. Okay, welcome back listeners to the 169th episode of the FPL Surgery Podcast. On the podcast, as mentioned, it's all about the championship with the FPL in mind. Never done one like this before, so please keep that in mind. And if I start making mistakes, you know, just ignore them. But I'm very much relying on our esteemed guests to help me out here, which I know they will. This podcast is to give you some information you might not already know about the championship that could come in handy next season in FPL. So please give it a chance and let me know if you've enjoyed it. So as mentioned, we've got three great guests this week to discuss the championship with. We have Carl Norbury, a.k.a at Carl underscore Norbury, a season ticket holder at Stoke City and has been playing Championship Fantasy on Fantasy Bet all season. Currently 11th overall in Championship Fantasy Bet and he does the odd Stoke podcast. Also, we have Dara, aka The Tinker Men. He's only watched Championship football this season, mainly Fulham Games Live and regularly researched Championship for the Fulhamish podcast where he appears every so often and sometimes he appears on Love Sport Radio and last but no means least we have rich aka flapjack patreon of ours so i love him unconditionally he is a season ticket holder at reading for 18 years and has four top 10k finishes in fpl welcome to the podcast guys Cheers for having me. Thank you. Rich, I'll, I'll come to you first. Welcome back to the podcast. I know you've been on before the episode that I wasn't on this season. Briefly, can you tell the listeners who you support, how long you've been watching the championship and something a little bit unique about yourself? Yeah, it's, it's nice to be on a, a pod when you're actually on as well. Mm. Um, and thanks for having me back. Um, yeah, I supported Reading since I think it was 1992, maybe 1991. I got taken to Reading against Shrewsbury and we won 2-0. I think I was seven then. Um, nice, then nice. our teacher took us when we were 10 at school and we got to meet all the players. Um, and that was a one all. Yeah, like my teacher. He was pretty cool, actually, Jeez. for a teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Took us, took us to Elm Park, so our old ground. Got to meet all the players in the changing room beforehand. Um, that was a one all draw against Sunderland. Oh, nice. And then I finally got a season ticket when I was 14. But I haven't actually got a season ticket this season. It's the first one I've not ha- not had one since I was yeah 14. An interesting fact about myself, um, I went to the last England game um, or the last England game I went to was against Iceland in Nice. Oh. Um, I, can't, yeah, no, I got on the front page of BBC Sport and have never been to an England game since. What was you on the front page for? Just drunk? Um, <laughs> do you know what? We weren't actually drunk. We had breakfast. Surprisingly, <laughs> I know. <laughs> we had breakfast and we were stood near the sea with our England flag and some guy from the press association asked for a photo. Oh, nice. Got the photo, yeah. And then suddenly everyone's WhatsApping you later in the day. All oh, right. So we've got um, a celebrity on the podcast. Kind of. Nice I got replaced by yeah Raheem Sterling. They put him on afterwards crying. He's, so. he's a little bit bigger than you. Apparently, yeah. yeah. Well, welcome to the podcast, mate. Yeah. Um, we've also got uh, Carl. I'll come to you next. So, who do you support? How long have you been watching the Championship? And tell me something unique about yourself. Hi. So, um, I've been watching Championship football uh, since Stoke were relegated in 2018. So, uh, two two long seasons of mainly poor football uh, <laughs> in the lower lower reaches of the Championship, yeah. uh, despite 
high hopes at the start of the season of getting promoted straight back up. So I've been a Stoke fan. Well, I, I, I was a Man U fan uh, for the first sort of. Oh, you're a switcher, are you? You're one of those. Yeah, I, I switched allegiances when uh, Stoke were promoted to the uh, Premier League conveniently. Because you're from Stoke, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, I got to be a ball boy uh, oh, nice. for all the home games in the Premier League, uh, oh. which I did for seven seasons. Uh, got on to a match of the day, passing the ball to Rory Delap. Oh, did you? Over the years. Oh, and uh, yes, yeah, so I saw... I saw the the best times of uh, Stoke playing in the Premier League, and it was yeah, it was it was great, and uh, we want to get back to those days playing in the Prem. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, so there's just... some, something unique about yourself, other than being a ball boy for seven years or whatever. You yeah, said. so that that was my uh, sort of unique thing about myself that yeah. I was uh, I was a ball boy for that for seven seasons. In you, the Premier you League. gave the ball to Rory Delap to play rugby, is what you did. <laughs> Because well, I mean, all Stoke we, did we was got... throw the ball, <laughs> and you scored so many goals from it. And it, uh, as an Arsenal fan, I hated it. But yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> it we, is we had a lot of uh, success against you at the, the Britannia, yes, uh, yes. which is funny. I think I watched we never, quite a we, lot of those games. Yeah, yeah, we, we never had much joy at the Emirates, but we always seemed to beat you at our place. Yeah. With those the lap throw-ins, and I think it was the weather in Stoke also played a part. Yes, you can't do it on a Tuesday night in Stoke. Was that the same? Yeah. Anyway, well, let's let's not re-raise that. Let's not re-raise that. It's bad memories for me. Right. Welcome I'm to. Glad, I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I yeah. didn't have to. Welcome to the podcast, mate. Um, right, and Dara, uh, the Tinker Men. Welcome. Who do you support? How long have you been watching the Championship? And something unique about yourself? Uh, yeah, thanks very much for having me. Um, I've been following Fulham since they were in the Championship, so about 1998, there or thereabouts. And I started following them because I was a big fan of Steve Finnan, who's an Irish player, and I'm also Irish. So um, oh, from there, a few seasons as they were rampaging to the top of the league and one promotion into the Premier League. That was exciting times. And then once we got relegated 2013, I've spent more time looking at the Championship, primarily because Fulham were in it, but also because I thought that it gave me a little bit of an edge in FPL because you get to see who's coming up. Oh, nice. Um, Do you think it does then? To a certain extent. I mean, I mean, nowadays there's that much information out there that, you know, by the pre-season, everyone kind of knows who the main yeah. people are to look for. Yeah. Everyone knew about lunchtime and I didn't. I yeah. Time, so, yeah mm. And something unique about yourself? Um, I used to live in Estonia at one stage, uh, oh, wow. which is a bit of a random one. And while I was there, a friend of mine said we he he found like a Sunday league team that we were going to train with. That they were looking for players to come along, so we went down. And turns out it wasn't a Sunday league team at all. It was one of the main teams that we ended up playing in the training in the stadium. We <laughs> ran around the place, oh, wow. absolutely ragged by the end of it. Did you get any so, footage yeah, of it? Or? We we didn't go back after that. We no. showed up big time. Oh, sure. Estonia, jeez. Are they any good, though? You must uh, be... Well, better than Sunday League. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, true. Well, welcome, guys. Thank you for coming and helping us out here on this uh, championship-style podcast. So our Patreon, as mentioned, is still suspended. But if you want to join now, you can checking out our Slack channel. You can join for free. But, OK, let's get back to the talking points, then. Number one, who looks to be coming up from the championship and who has been playing well this season? Now, I will come to each of you initially and give your teams who you've got on the list. Then once we have them all, then I'll come back to you and then we'll talk about them a little bit more. So 
who do you guys reckon that are going to come up? And then you can interject with disagreements, agreements. You know, I prefer disagreements because they're more exciting. So, Carl, I'm going to come back to you on this first. Um, can you please give me your teams who you think are going to come up and who you think are, are doing well? And then I'll move on to, to Dara, then Rich, and then we'll come back to you, Carl, to explain why. Okay, so um, the teams that look most likely to go up as it stands are Leeds and West Brom. Who've yep. been the two standout teams in the league all season? Yeah, and who's your third? Who you think is going to get promoted then? And I think it's a toss-up between Fulham and Brentford, but yep. I expect them to be in the playoff final. Uh, should that go ahead? Yep. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. From watch from watching them this season, I probably side with Brentford because I think they've got more ways of hurting you. Uh, they've got obviously the, the front three of Watkins and Buemo and Ben Rama who can hurt you from all angles. So I'd probably yeah. go for Brentford. I've heard Bremen is good as well. Like Dara, which are your three teams that you think are going to come up, and who's been? I'd have to, I'd have to agree there. And in terms of the automatics, it's sucking like Leeds and West Brom. It's hard to see either of them slip out unless they really fall apart. But I just can't see that. Uh, I mean, the only ones realistically that could probably catch them would be Fulham, but I just don't think they're playing that well to do so. And then for the the playoffs, again, it's probably between Brentford and Fulham, and I'd I'd love to say Fulham, but I think Brentford again. Probably just over the course of the season, have probably played the better football. Okay, yeah, Rich. Um, yeah, obviously West Brom and Leeds are pretty pretty much locks. The playoffs are an odd one because I mean the playoffs are lot a lottery as as they are, um, and all of those teams are in horrendous form. Um, I mean Fulham mm-hmm. right down to Millwall, they've all got one win in six. I think Preston have lost like four out of the last five, for example. They sit in six. So and also, the, I mean, the form's going to mean nothing whenever this comes back. So I mean, if we were assuming there hadn't been a break, I think I'd lean towards Brentford. It's such a lottery with that with those playoffs. As as a Reading fan, I know no better than anyone. <laughs> yeah, you well, you did say before the pod that Reading might have a chance. <laughs> Reading might have a chance. They're only eight points off. Uh, I, I suppose we'll see when it all comes back. So we're all reckoning that we, we know that Leeds and West Brom are going to come out. That's nailed on, yeah. There's no qualms about that, Carl? Uh, no, I, I think um, having looked at the league table as it stands, um, Fulham are six points behind West Brom in second. They've still got to play uh, the top two away from home, plus Brentford at home. But I think that'll probably count against them in that they've got to play three of the best teams in the best form. So, oh, yeah. yeah, so, I mean, they could catch West Brom if uh, West Brom go on a run of poor results like they have done around the same time as Leeds, uh, around January, when they look like slipping out of it. But since then, I think they've both pushed on and, yeah, they've, they've widened the gap again. And I, I think it'll probably finish as it is. Yeah. At the moment, maybe sixth place might change, <clears throat> but... I don't expect Fulham to close the gap between themselves and the top two. Well, here's one for you guys. I noticed that Queen's Park Rangers probably one of the most informed teams behind Leeds. They've got three wins and two draws out of their last five. They're only <laughs> six points off of sixth spot. Do you think they've got a chance of getting into that promotion place? I mean, like, who out of the teams which are just outside of the promotion spots do you guys think are able to get up there? Take your pick at this stage. Any number of oh, really? Middlewall, Swansea, Blackburn, Cardiff, any of them. I mean, I think that, that last spot is just so wide open. I suppose with the Premiership, you can kind of say who's going to end up in the top half, but in the top six, maybe a little bit more easier to predict than the Championship, I assume? 
Yeah, I mean, look at the look at the results that um, West Brom and Leeds went to. They were they were being beaten by like just the weirdest teams. Who that Wigan beat beat them beat Leeds did a double over Leeds. I think Wigan beat somebody. Wigan beat Brentford. It was a three nil in the, the last game. They went on a funny run of form. Um, and they're in twentieth at the at, right at the at the bottom of the league was really interesting as well. Like all the teams that are flying around there, but. Yeah, it's just any team can beat any on their day. It's just such a strange league. We we were saying that Leeds and West Brom were going to go up in the automatics, but the way mm. the season's gone, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised. If there was another twist. Yeah, I mean Leeds have bottled it before, haven't they? I mean that's, oh, yeah, that's the true. elephant in the room. So and I like Dara says, no, probably not. But then I, I mean I've in previous seasons I've not seen them bottling it, and they have, and they did have that dodgy patch. Was it just before Christmas? I think it was just before Christmas where, where that yeah. gap got closed. But like you say, with the form teams, the form teams seem to be at the bottom. Um, and I know, obviously, FPL-wise, that's not going to impact on us. But you mentioned Wigan. You know, they're actually in incredible form or wearing an incredible form. Um, Luton and Barnsley were stringing some wins together. Well, Luton weren't yeah. losing, at least. I mean, there's not many teams in the top half outside of Leeds and West Brom that have you know, had any kind of real form. Iceman mentioned QPR. The other one would actually be Reading, dare I say it. Um <laughs> The thing about those two teams that you've mentioned is they kind of had nothing to play for, really. So they were just going out and playing for fun. They didn't really yeah. have any pressure on them. No, that's very true. I mean, they're both exactly the same distance from playoffs as relegation zone. So, yeah, definition of mid-table. Um, yeah, one, 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 club, uh, one club I would mention who have been in particularly good form since January uh, was has been Millwall since, funnily enough, Gary Rowett took over. They've really pulled together a string of good results, and really the last game they yeah. the last game they had, yeah, they're not far off, and I think they have the best fixtures of the teams around sixth place and below. So I think though that they could be the ones that sneak into the playoffs. Yeah, that's a good shout actually, because they did they destroyed I think it was Forest, didn't they? Was it three yeah, nil, last, four nil? The last game they played was was three nil away at Forest. Yeah, in the playoffs. Tough so, game. <laughs> yeah, so so they they're, they're my tip to get sixth but I don't think it really matters because I think Fulham and Brentford are so far ahead of the, the other two that would would will make the playoffs that I don't think it really matters who I mean yeah I, I tend to agree with that I think can that happen both, in Brentford the playoffs, Fulham, you know. both Brentford and Fulham probably could beat any of the other teams over two legs to get to the final if, if it happens to be that they're separated so we've got a good question here from Mark at Bison 22 saying which promotion chasing championship teams can replicate what Sheffield United have done defensively this year so I know that Leeds have got the best defensive record so far this season are we thinking that Leeds are going to be a big contender in the premiership next year I actually yeah. got some stats on this oh yeah because I'm sad I'm sad and I looked into it oh, good. I'm glad you're sad <laughs> Yeah, because um, I had to go on um, goals per game conceded. Mm. Um, so I looked at when Sheffield United got promoted and they conceded an average of 0.89 goals per game. I mean, the next best was Leeds, who conceded over 1.1 per game. So, th- I mean, they so Sheffield United were quite clearly ahead, although they were joint with Borough. So the only team doing better than that at the moment is actually Leeds. And Leeds are considerably, you know, overperforming them defensively at 0.81. And Brentford are, are very close to Sheffield United at 0.89. So statistically, <laughs> it would be Leeds should be better defensively than Sheffield United and Brentford should be the same. Oh, interesting. It, it's interesting, though. I think the Leeds are just so much better than everyone else at keeping the ball. I think they might find it more difficult in the Premier League uh, to keep possession as uh, as often as they do because 
they're not a very, I wouldn't say they're a very defensive team. They don't set up to defend, but they just keep the ball so well and press um, high up the pitch that when the other team have the ball, they're, they're not anywhere near the goal. Um, so I, I think their defensive record is phenomenal this season. I think they've they've conceded the fewest amount of goals, uh, 33 goals conceded in, in 37 games. I thought it was 30. Uh, 30. Uh, yeah. Leeds are conceded yeah. thirty and Brentford thirty-three. Mm. Oh, so yeah, Leeds, yeah, Leeds are Leeds are ahead on thirty. They've got by far the best defense. I'd, I'd compare them with sort of Leicester, the way they play. They they're not a very defensive team, but they just keep the ball so well and you know press so fast and stop teams having the ball. So it's it's tough to say how many clean sheets they'd be able to get in the Premier League. But yeah, I suppose that. It is tough to say, but of the teams that are going up, then I'd say Leeds have, uh, have by far the best defence. Yeah, I yeah. mean, they, they haven't, they've only scored 56 goals this season, which isn't top for goal-scoring teams at the moment. West Brom are on 64 and Brentford on 64, Fulham close behind on 52. When you look at the top of the Premiership, the likes of Man City and Liverpool are streets ahead of everyone else in terms of goals scored. So, But yeah, it'll be interesting yeah, to see when they come. Leeds have Yeah, they have... Uh, Patrick Bamford, who uh, here misses a lot of shots. Oh, ridiculous. <laughs> like, um, so Leeds are actually, even though they're streets ahead in terms of fence and everything else, they're, they're massively underachieving. Yeah. Uh, going forward, like their XG is 68.45. And what if they scored like 56? Bamford's XG is almost on a par with Mitrovic's. Yeah, he's only scored 13 goals. So his XG is, is like 23, 24 or something like that. Wow. So if they actually had a better striker in there, they could be they could have this wrapped up already. Which you assume they will get next season. So I guess we'll have to wait and see for that when they they do come. I think that kind of nicely moves us to yeah. We've discussed the teams now and of these teams, which players would we consider? I'm going to root off a few questions here. So we've got one here from Tom Campbell at Utterly TC saying, "Hi guys, do you guys rate the chances of Bristol City making it into the Prem?" So he reckons there might be a decent chance on that one before we go to the players on this. Do you guys reckon that Bristol City have got a good chance? Should we let Tom know now? Not this year, anyway. No. <laughs> oh, just conceding too many goals. I mean, yeah. they're in the, the sixth playoff place at the moment, but I just can't see them. Can't see it this year. They've spent, they've actually spent quite a bit of money this year as well, about 30 million. So I don't know whether they had, had expectations of going up this year or maybe they're going to go again next year. But there's, there's only a small window when you do invest that much money. Yeah. Okay. And so if it's not if it's not soon, it might not happen. So sorry, Tom, Dara's giving you no chance. Rich and Carl, any chance for Bristol, do you reckon? Or was the same opinion? You know, it's, it's, it's funny because Dara mentioned the XG over performance for Leeds. Yeah. Um, I think I might have seen the same t- table because Bristol City um, would be 23rd based on XG. Oh, wow. um, okay. Yeah. It's not so good I, news, I mean, Tom. <laughs> it's not. They do, and also, they have Ashley Williams. I thought he'd retired yeah, until I saw him play for them a few months ago. Yeah, it's one I, <laughs> one I was going to mention, actually. I've got a couple of uh, oh. oldies I was, was going to mention that you don't realise that are playing in the championship. So, let's go back to the, the team team. So, of these teams that we've spoken about, Leeds, we've spoken about West Brom, and we've spoken about Brentford, who do you think are going to be good assets from these teams currently, look like they're going to be good assets coming up to the Prem? So, Carl, I'm going to come back to you first on this. Let's talk about the players and who to go for and why. 
Um, so my general view on this is you need to be looking at Leeds defenders um, mm. at the moment um, until they sign a, a, a decent striker that can score all the chances that they create and West Brom attacking mid. So from the Leeds defence, um, we've kept the most clean sheets in the league so far on 17. Two players I've, I have currently in my championship fantasy team are Luke Ayling, who is a, an attacking right back, who is the second highest point scoring defender in the game, despite missing the first 10 game weeks through injury. So he's got four goals and five assists from right back. And the other is Ben White, who is on loan from Brighton. He's played every minute of Leeds' game so far and has amassed 21 bonus points in that game. And um, it's the identical game, point scoring-wise, to FBL. So he'd be a, a high uh, bonus point scorer. So he'd probably also come gets, in about 5 mil or something like that. Yeah, I, I would expect. And yeah. Luke Aileen would be um, sort of uh, Doherty price, so probably uh, 5.5 to 6. Yeah. So would they be worth it for a, for a team coming up which is not proven in the Prem? Oh, definitely, because they keep so many clean sheets. Um, and in, in, in Aileen's case, he also gets the attacking returns. So I'd, I'd definitely be looking at uh, Luke Aileen. Yeah. Um, and if he comes in at 5.5, I'd, 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 I'd get him straight in the team. Oh, interesting. So anyone else from Leeds that you were looking at Patrick Bamford? No? No. Um, <laughs> I, I've, identified, I've identified the same two defenders, especially Ailing. Just his numbers with the number of games that he's missed out on. Um, Leeds tend to, their fullbacks tend to get very forward and, and also into the box where they'll play a pass down the line to, to the winger and then the wing, wing back or the right back or left back will then continue his run on into the box and another ball will come back. So he's had 42 touches in the box ailing. Very dangerous. The only other one that might appeal to me would be Jack Harrison, plays left wing. Because he's, I think he started every game as well, and he's improved on last season. He's got five goals and seven assists, um, more of an assister than a goal scorer. But I was also looking at his xG and his xA, and he's un- actually underperforming on both of those. So there's room for improvement there. He's he's on loan from Man City, so uh, I think they're looking to make the the deal a permanent. But obviously, we don't really know what's happening at the moment. That is the problem with these championship teams. There's quite a lot of players which are on loan for the likes of at Leeds as well as Helder Costa. He's on loan from Wolves, is yeah. he not? And whether or not he's going to stay there, you know, that's a, a big question. Has he been doing well there? Do you think that he might be an option next year, maybe? He's been mediocre. Could mm. be better. But th- but then again, um, these guys are putting balls into the box and there's, there's a, a striker who's not finishing them. Not finishing. So. So if they get a, a decent striker next year, maybe he becomes an option. Okay, so you, you mentioned the West Brom midfield there. The problem is with, which I looked at this, Carl, is that West Brom seem to have all their goals like sporadically placed. Like They don't have one goal scorer, one assister. I, I looked into the minutes per return to find the best one. Because yeah. there are a few that have got sort of good attacking numbers but aren't nailed, or you never really know where the returns are going to come from, but you know that the returns are going to, are going to come from West Brom because they score so many. They're the top, joint top scorers with Brentford. Yeah. But I've narrowed it down to two players. Uh, one of them might have gone under the radar this season because he's been out for a large chunk through a hamstring injury. Um, but Grady Dean Garner has an attacking return every 137 minutes, which is the best from West Brom. And I think people will look straight at Mateus Pereira, who's on loan from Sporting Lisbon. Yeah. Uh, and has got 
the, the look at his stats and we'll see that he's got 16 assists and six goals, which is great. But Dean Garner's minutes per return is even better. Um, he's only got five goals and five assists, but he, he's more likely to get goals as well as assists. So he's on loan from West Brom. He's a left winger. He's a really quick, uh, skillful player who on, likes unknown, to get inside. And so on loan from West, West Brom. West Ham. West Ham. West Ham. Um, <laughs> They've both got West in their Brom. name. Yeah. <laughs> <I was> <laughs> um, so he's on loan from West Ham. Yeah. Okay. And if West Ham go down, then obviously he'd prefer to stay with West Brom. Mm. But yeah, if he stays with uh, West Brom, then he'll definitely go under the radar as someone who's maybe underpriced. Um, so he might come in at uh, less than than Mateus Pereira. But just on Mateus Pereira, um, if he stays then he's also a good option because he's on all the set pieces for West Brom, apart from penalties, and he's probably the most nailed attacker in the team. Yeah, six um, goals Dean a Six goals, 16 assists. Ah, 16, okay. Um, so, yeah, he's... It, 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 I mean, Sporting could recall him once his loan's over at the end of the season to replace Bruno Fernandes, who's obviously just left for Man United, who plays the same position as an attacking midfielder. But Pereira could be the Bruno Fernandes light from West Brom next season because he's so involved in everything that West Brom do. He's on all free kicks and he's, he's uh, also a threat from shots outside the area. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, no, I was just going to say, because I had two players on my list um, and Dean Garner was one of them as well. I thought he'd go really under the radar because, like you said, just 17 starts four sub-appearances. So he looks fantastic. And like you say, even if he stays at West Ham, maybe they'll look to use him. So I think no matter what, he should be playing in the Premier League next season. But my other one, and I thought someone else might mention this before me, is Ollie Watkins. A friend of mine, a very close friend of mine, is a Brentford fan, and he, you know, he raves about him. He, I mean, he did rave about Morpé, and he's been horrific in the Premier League. But he's been, you know, like I say, he's been really raving about him. I watched Brentford Blackburn, I think it was a couple of months ago. Mm. Um, and he missed a few pretty easy chances, but then he scored an absolute wonder goal, you know, chested it down half volley from the edge of the area. I mean, generally, I think he looks like a very good player. You know, he's only 24 years old and it's 22 goals and three assists you know, in the 37 appearances he's made this season. So, I mean, I think he could be gold because, I mean, something we've not mentioned is, you know, price. I think the Leeds players are going to be overpriced. Um, I don't think we're going to see them kindly priced like Sheffield United were, for example. They might be more along the lines of how Wolves were priced. I remember, I remember Douglas, he was priced quite highly, obviously before Leeds bought him, before the season started. So maybe the Brentford players, if they get promoted, and that's a big if, could be better value. Yeah. I, I think I think even if Brentford don't get promoted, you're likely to see some of their stars because they are a bit of a selling club. They're just going to... They probably have their next players lined up already who they're going to buy. But that, can't, that does almost lead us on to the, the next headline of uh, players that could be targets for FPL clubs. But I just want to go back and answer a couple of these questions. So I've got another one here from Mark at M, M. Bison 22 saying, which championship players can make the step up and be a goal-scoring bargain in FPL? You haven't mentioned many goal scorers in all the list you gave there. You, know, you mentioned Pereira and Dean Garner you know, with the assists and stuff, with Luke Ling, uh Ollie Watkins. What position does he play, um, uh, striker or right wing? Oh, yeah, okay, so he—I know you guys haven't mentioned Ben Rama. Or is yeah, his... he'd, he'd be my preferred option over Watkins, to be honest. I think yeah. if he goes, if they go up, or if he gets sold, and he gets that—if he's classified as a midfielder, similar to like a Mane or Salah, because that's kind of where he plays. Yeah, 
then he could, he could be a bit of a bargain. Like he's underperforming his expected goals and his expected assists at the moment, and he's already hit double figures for goals. He hit double figures for goals and assists last season as well. So he's able to replicate the form. Around, yeah. Just think he he could be one that would go under the radar a little bit more so than than Watkins. Okay, yeah, I think that's partly it, isn't it? Spotting the players who are you know they're going to be priced well because I guess Watkins might be priced quite highly because of the season he's had you know, with the big, big numbers like goals and assists. So it's a really good point. Because obviously I'm, I'm thinking of a Fulham player who was heavily overpriced with Sessignon. So maybe Watkins could go down the route of that kind of price. And I think he was about 6 million. Correct me if I'm yeah, wrong. Yeah, 6.5 or something <laughs> stupid. 6.5, yeah. yeah, same as Jota. Yeah. yeah, so no one bought him. Yeah, so, so it's, it'll be no, interesting and, to and see. And he wasn't the left back either, so no one went yeah. near him. Yeah, that's out of his position. Yeah, yeah. So you, you obviously you haven't mentioned Patrick Bamford. He's got the thirteen goals to assist this season. Yeah, he's wasteful, and we do think that Leeds is probably going to buy someone. Robson Carnu, I think he's got ten goals at West Brom. No, no, <laughs> no. I think, no, I think, no definitely not. I've actually got one more. Oh yeah, I think if, if somebody if somebody goes ahead and buys him. Um, he's actually played in the Premier League already, is Carlin Grant. He mm-hmm. seems to be doing bits this season in a pretty goal-shy Huddersfield team. And he's played out on the left as well for quite a lot of games. But he hasn't been a, exactly a striker all season. He's so that, got 16 goals. He's one of the players which you think may be a target then. So we'll, we'll come, come come to him in, uh, in headline number three then. So we've kind of answered that question briefly. We've not really given a, a truthful answer there Mark sorry but uh, so let's move on to FPL Oakwell's question then so most overrated player in the championship I'm going to come to each of you uh, so Carl who do you think is the most overrated player in the championship and why uh, well I've gone for Tom Lawrence of Derby probably won't be playing in the Premier League next season but he always gets he always gets talked about as the next big thing and how he's uh, is about to be signed by a Premier League club for some reason. Um, I think it's because he scores a, a long-range wonder goal every five to six games and uh, people talk about him as one of the best players in the Championship but his, his returns are really poor actually for a, for an attacking player who plays on the right wing I think and yeah his uh, he's, he's disciplinary record is really poor as well. I think he's on something like 10 uh, yellow cards. Uh, yeah, so just uh, so, not as good as people think he is. So. Yeah. so Tom Lawrence for you. What about you, Rich? Um, I guess there's two ways we could look at it. I mean, Premier League-wise, Mitrovic and Bamford, they've proven before they can't step up, but I think they're very, very good championship players. Yeah. Um, so overrated for the championship itself, I'd say John Swift at Reading. You know, he's had 10... 10 assists this season. He just flatters to deceive. You know, he's a very, very streaky player. You know, he's been linked with a few moves to lower lower Premier League teams. And I've seen him enough to know he is he is overrated. You know, he is hyped up. You know, I like him as a player in the championship, but I feel like he's overrated. Um, it's got a cool I name. I mean, though. it's diff- Yeah, John Swift is a cool name. Yeah. Very cool name. <laughs> the name of is Didn't he write Gulliver's Travels? John, is that Jonathan Swift? <laughs> or John Swift? John Swift. <laughs> Time traveller. Um, well, well done for knowing that. <laughs> um, okay, so John Swift for you, Rich, and what about you, uh, Dara? I've gone with a different angle on this one because we've, we've praised Leeds enough. I'm going for Jevin. John Kevin Augustine, who they signed on loan in January and was he? the Leeds fans went on about him as if they'd just signed Messi on loan or something like that. <laughs> um, I think he's played two games. We yeah, haven't seen much play, of him. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh my god the hype around him was ridiculous 
Okay, so I hope that answers your question, FPL Oakwell. Uh, we've got another one here from Doug Jones at Apple Bonkers, been on the pod before. Thanks, Doug. Who could be the new Cantwell, i.e. not quite broken through yet in the championship, but may need another six months regardless of the level? So I know you mentioned one there. Dean Garner was probably one of them, you said. Do you think that he's yeah, probably the it, answer it, it, to that question, Carl? It'd be good to see him having longer period of time to prove himself in the championship before he makes a step up to the Premier League. Yeah, anyone else you can think uh, of? I've got a couple. I've got I've got Eze at QPR. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, but I mean he's already proved himself, so I don't I don't know whether he, he hasn't in the Premier League though. Radar. Eze, right. I mean, never never yeah, him, he's got so you're going to have to help 12 me. goals and 9 assists for QPR this season and he's one of the players that I I would say is a target for a Premier League club yeah, and maybe a mid table club. Oh, He's a tricky attacking midfielder. We'll probably come back to him in the next. Yeah, next if, he, uh, if he goes to a bigger club, then just forget about it because he probably won't play. He needs to go to a, a mid-table to bottom. He's only 21, isn't he? He's a young I've player. Got, I've, got another, I've got another interesting guy here um, at Bristol City. Oh, yeah. Uh, Nicholas Eliasson. Uh, he's 11 assists this, assist this season from 8.05 expected assists. He's mm-hmm. the highest assister in the division. But he's only started 17 games this year. So he's got an expected assist per 90 of 0.35, which is higher than Trent Alexander-Arnold's at the moment. Oh, nice. So why I, is he not playing more games? I did, Maybe uh, Tom can tell us. Yeah, Tom, can let us know. I did notice that he. I, I looked at some stats on him. He was top of the per 90, assist per 90 of 0.58. Mm-hmm. Uh, just behind him was Pereira from West Brom on 0.45. Yeah, it's an interesting one, that one. So he, maybe he could make the step up and be one of these players which we grab. Anyone from you, Rich? Yeah, I've got um, a player called Matty Cash. He's the right back for Forest. So, I mean, cool if they go up through the playoffs. Are. Yeah, I'm just, I've just chosen all the ones with cool names. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Matty Cash. Um so he was a converted winger, but now he plays at right back. He's had three goals and four assists in his 36 games. Who's he played so, for? And I, um, he plays for Forest. So they've got, they've got a chance through the playoffs potentially. And I mean, there's been a lot of good, full, good young fullbacks in the championship recently, like Reese James, you know, at Wigan um, in the 18-19 season. And his numbers, obviously numbers I can find for championship games are a lot less than we have for FPL. Um, actually correlate quite closely with Reese James, where they both have one shot per game. <laughs> um, and then Matty Cash has 1.1 key passes, whereas Reese James had 1.6. But Reese James only had three goals and three assists. So he could, he could be, he could be one to watch, you know, but it all depends on if FPL notice it and bump him up from 4.5 to 5 million. Oh, okay. Um, so hopefully he stays under the radar. Oh, couple of interesting yeah, ones. I'm hoping that as well. Although I think he he's in he's in with a shout for team of the year, so hopefully people don't notice that either. Yeah, I was just I was just hoping because I mean three goals and four assists is good, but at least it's not like massive numbers because it's hard for him to stay under the radar. <laughs> yeah, the other thing he's got going from he's like high tackles, interceptions, clearances, and blocks, which obviously bodes well for bonus points. But that's just because of the way that Forest play; they're counter attacking, so they kind of sit back a lot and soak up some pressure. But if, I don't know, someone else was to snap him up, it could be a bit of a bargain. 
Well, that does uh, that does almost move us on to our next headline. But before we do, I do need to mention a few players. So I noticed that Stuart Downing is still playing football at Blackburn. That shocked me. You already mentioned, Rich, about Ashley Williams. He's still playing football at Bristol. Fraser Campbell at Huddersfield, still trying to play football. Danny Simpson, the legend, that right back, that four million right back, still playing at Huddersfield. Grzycki, <laughs> still playing for Hull. I mentioned Hilda Costa, the Wolves player, playing on loan at Leeds. Uh, Loire Loire playing for Luton Mad Hatter will like that one Stephen Fletcher formerly of Sunderland he's still playing for Sheffield uh, Sheffield Wednesday up top almost said Sheffield United then Joe Allen the legend is still playing for Stoke Matt Phillips getting ready to ruin another double game week next season because he's still playing for West Brom a couple of names I, I noticed is, is Pele playing for Reading just a, a cool name um, Sean Maguire probably playing up front for Preston I bet he scores a lot of headers Todd Kane playing for QPR in defence probably doesn't do dribbling like his counterpart does and George Saville playing for Middlesbrough nothing special about him he's just got an unfortunate name right so let's move on to the uh, the players that could be targets for the FPL club so Ryan at Fantasy Yamar said which championship players should be in the Premier League next season regardless if their club get promoted so who are we listing on this one then guys you've, you've listed a few already you said the 21 year old that plays for QPR is a is he is he yeah is he? yeah yeah he's probably got to be top of the list really yeah um yeah he can play across the whole midfield you know number 10 12 goals eight assists I mean he does look I've watched him a few times actually and he yeah he looks absolutely incredible it's not I don't I really don't just think it's hype um and I think he's lifted QPR as a team because I've I think they've actually scored that quite highly this season mm. um, compared to previous seasons. Um, yeah, I think he's keeping out at the other end. Yeah, I think that's the issue with QPR. But, but they've got yeah, more goals than Leeds United this season, haven't they? QPR, 58. Yeah, and he's been involved in, what, 20 of them? Yeah, he's been involved in 20 goals. Wow. Three dribbles a game. So watch out for the name. So who, who else do you reckon then, Rich? Um, the Dean Garner shout was a good one. Obviously, yeah. Matty Cash as well to go over to go over old ones. They were the three I had down actually for that one. Yeah, um, I mean, a, a, a Reading player. I'm, I've got to name one. <laughs> it's do you, um, do you Ajaria. Have to? I have to. Oh, okay. I have to name a Reading player. Say it again. It's, it's I spoke Ajaria. Over you. <laughs> That's all right, mate. It's um, Ajaria. So we've got him on loan at the moment from Liverpool. He's, he's only 22 years old. I think the problem with him is he's not the best finisher in the world, but with the ball at his feet, I actually think he is as good as Eze. And we've got an option to buy him, I think, for like two and a half million um, from Liverpool. So, I mean, I do think maybe not a fantasy asset, but I think he could be a target for Premier League clubs within the next year. So, Yeah, he doesn't have the best end product, but with the ball at his feet, he looks incredible. Maybe he just needs to be a bit more composed. Okay, He's only 22. Maybe he needs to play for Stoke instead. Uh, <laughs> 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 who, who do you reckon then, Carl? Who, who else, other than the ones we've mentioned, do you think? Yeah, so, so we mentioned Eze. I was just going to say on Eze, he was wrongly listed as a forward on the fantasy bet game that I've been playing. Oh, yeah. But if he were the midfielder, which he is uh, as an attacking midfielder, he'd actually be second highest point scorer in the entire game just okay. behind Ollie Watkins. So that's the level that he's been playing at this season for QPR, who are an average team, just mid-table. Just looking uh, but up he's if he's won... English quickly. Yes, he is good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's won games on his own for QPR. The first game of the season, we played them at home and they beat us 2-0 and Eze just ran the show. Um, so yeah, definitely him. 
The only other one I could think was uh, Joe Bryan, if Fulham don't go up, who is uh, the left-back for Fulham. And uh, Sinkerman will probably tell you more about him, but uh, he's very attack-minded, bombs up and down uh, the left flank, and he's got six assists this season, all for Mitrovic goals, which isn't a surprise because Mitrovic scores the majority of goals for Fulham. But him and Mitrovic have uh, developed a good understanding this season, so if Fulham are to go up even... He'd be a good asset for Fulham. And uh, you got more to say on Joe Bryan? You think he's going to be a good asset for people to to take from you? Um, potentially, um, he's better going forward than he is defensively. That's for sure. That's that's the only con that he has at the moment is that yeah, just lets a few too many goals in at the back. He, he can be at fault at times. Um, but yeah, that link up with Mitrovic seems to be quite good. He's one of the highest expected. I think he's got the most assists from defenders at the moment. He's got the most expected assists from defenders. Uh, likes to get forward, but not as much as Ailing, I'd say. Um, so it depends whether you, if he stays at Fulham, I can't, I don't think we're that great defensively, to be honest, unless we buy someone else, which we like, we, I don't know why we didn't buy anyone in the summer. We got stung. Um, yeah. Sounds a bit busy. In a better, in a better, defen- <laughs> in a better defensive team, he, he could be good. I don't think he gets a lot of cover as well from, uh, <clears throat> what's your man's name? Caviero. He doesn't tend to, uh, he lets a lot of balls through on the, the left-hand side. So maybe he gets a little bit of unfair criticism on that. What price do you but, yeah. think he'll be if you, if you went up with, what price do you think Joe Bryan will be next year? Bryan, he, he was he was five the year we went up, so I'd say at least 5.5. 5. Oh, okay. Interesting. And anyone else who you think, other than the players that we've mentioned, that Premier League clubs will be looking at? Um, we haven't mentioned any goalkeepers, so I'll give you a couple of goalkeepers. Uh, Bryce Samba of Nottingham Forest. I think he he was signed for two million this year. Um, Arthur Arturo is that his name? Arturo Muric came in on loan from from Man City, uh, and he's been absolutely woeful. And Samba's taken over from him after about three four games into the season. He's massively outperforming his ex expected goals conceded. Uh, Twelve clean sheets this season. He looks pretty solid. He's Absolutely shit housed us in our game, like ridiculous. It was eight minutes added time on. Um, <laughs> I love keepers, but yeah, pretty, 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 pretty good keeper, I have to say. Yeah. Um, and then our own keeper as well, Marek Rodek. I think he's fairly solid. He's, he's, he's again outperforming expected Sorry. goals. Yeah, he's like saved forty four percent of the the shots that he's faced. Nine clean sheets from twenty four starts. So Bettinelli started off the season for the first fourteen fifteen games, and then. Rodax come in and he's probably a big reason why we're outperforming our expected goals against and probably where we are because we're just so suspect at the back at times it's not even funny. Oh, so who was the I first think, I think you're improved though, aren't you? Uh, Bryce say, Samba. Sorry, carry on, Carl. My question was, uh, to Dara was uh, I'm pretty sure in saying that you've improved recently, like earlier in the season you were much worse defensively but you seem to have got better. Well, we got Hector in the January transfer window, which made a difference as well. He just, we just didn't get the transfer in in time because, um, what's his name? The Tottenham guy, Daniel Levy, was mucking about with the, with the price for Cessnion, so we didn't get the bid in in time. So he could only join in January. So he might have made a difference. Um, it's a funny one, he, Hector. 
he'd probably um, be one I'd be looking at actually if if he if we don't go up or if we do go up even because I think he's just been massive for us. Yeah, he's such a good player. He just wasted his career because he he was obviously a Reading Academy player, yeah. um, and then he saw the big money and went to Chelsea. Uh, uh, finally, he because he'd been on loan to several little clubs when he was at us. Finally, he got into our team and then went went to Chelsea. And then Chelsea have done what Chelsea do and just loaned him out, you know, to every club. I think he's yeah, been massive at every club as well. Yeah, yeah, he, he was at Sheffield played. Wednesday, was it last year? He was, he was yeah, quality. Yeah, hold, hold before that. So yeah, he'd be one. If we managed to sneak up, I'd probably, I'd probably have a look at him if he was priced at five or less. Yeah, definitely yeah. an upgrade on Alfie Mawson. Oh, he's shocking. Remember last what did he did last season? He like injured himself tying his shoelaces or something like that. He, he was <laughs> looking really good the season before, and people were looking at you know having him in their teams. The likes of. I think United were looking at him at one point. He just fallen off a cliff, has he? Yeah, he's nowhere near the player that was anywhere near an England squad a couple of seasons ago for Swansea. I think it was the goals that helped him for Swansea. He seemed to score quite a few headers, didn't he? And yeah, that's true. I guess that helps hype a player up. Yeah. Um, I'm going to cut us short here because I'm dying for a piss, so I'm going to move out for mm. the Iceman's perspective. So we will be right back, everyone. Okay, welcome back from the Iceman's Piss Break. We have one last question here. So Jamie at FPL underscore Potter was saying, I'd love to hear your opinions on Ben White. Um, I know Carl's briefly discussed him earlier. He's saying he's easily one of the best centre-backs in the league this season. So I'm going to come back to you, Carl, on this one. You had a little bit more to say on Ben? Yeah, so I fully expect him to be a starter in the Premier League next season either for Brighton or Leeds. He can also play just in front of the defence, so potentially out of position as a CDM. So, so it could yeah, be... Def- definitely someone to look out for once the price list comes out. Yeah, so it could be fruitful. So we're going to move on to the next headline. And number four, we've got a lot of pod here now, so I just want to root through this one. So the difference of the step up to the Premier League. Now this season we've seen Sheffield United, Norwich and Aston Villa come up from the Championship and Sheffield United, the team out of those three doing extremely well and the other two well are furiously felching at the bottom too so but the season before that you had Wolves they were the team that were really established themselves in the Prem whilst Cardiff and Fulham were in the same boat as Norwich and Aston Villa this season and they got relegated so what about the step up then guys so I'm going to come to you first then Rich what do you reckon on the step up from the championship to the Premier League and how, how do players adapt it's, it's an odd one because I don't actually think the gap is actually as big as it used to be. Yeah. Um, and even even historically, we've seen players, not just necessarily teams, but players go from League One right the way through to the Premier League. You know, players like Leon Britton, Mertesch, Nydlin, Font, players like that. So I think it is quite random at times. Um, I know that's a bit of a, a bit of a cop-out answer. Some teams seem to just manage and, you know, fit in with ease, like Sheffield United. Yeah. And that was one I didn't really see coming. I mean, Wolves obviously spent a lot of money in the championship, spent a lot of money when they got to the Premier League and, you know, performed accordingly. But teams like, I mean, Dara might be able to give it more insight into Fulham. Um, but obviously they, they spent quite a lot of money and got relegated. Obviously, Aston Villa has spent a lot of money and continue to concede a lot of goals. 
I don't think it's one I can answer, you know, <laughs> a clear reason, or I'd probably be managing an actual football team. <laughs> <laughs> what, what about you then, Dara? Um... Yeah, so you, you've kind of just touched on it there with um, Villa and Fulham, and there's probably been a few more over the years. The main difference that I see is just the financial restraints that are on the championship because the clubs are all desperate to get back up into the Premier League, but at the same time, they're restricted by financial fair play rules. So they have to utilize a lot of loan deals for players to get them up. And sometimes the players that they have aren't good enough for the Premier League as well. So for the likes of us, after our loan deals, the ones that we either couldn't afford to pay for because teams were charging 10, 15 million for the players that we had on loan the previous season. So we had we had, after all our loans went back to their clubs, we had 10 players left, 10 first team players. And I think Aston Villa was something similar. Whereas if you look at the ones who've done well over the last few years, you've got Wolves converted a lot of their loan deals. Newcastle, who went back up. Brighton went up and stayed up. Sheffield United had a fairly settled squad. So if the, if the team needs to spend a lot and invest a lot, which can be the case, especially for teams who've been languishing down there for a few seasons, it can be quite difficult. That's yeah. a really good point. That's a really good point, actually. Because obviously I mentioned, you know, the Swansea, Reading and Southampton players who went from League One to the Premier League. And I guess they must have been really, really settled teams. So, you, yeah, I'm impressed with that. <laughs> and, and Sheffield as well. They've settled, brought all course, their players yeah. up as well. Yeah, yeah great point. And what, what about you then, Carl? What do you think the difference is? Um, well, I think obviously the financial gap is huge. I also think in terms of management, there's a there's a gulf in quality. If you look at the managers in, in the championship now, they're a lot less experienced than Premier League managers. And you don't often see Premier League managers managing in the championship. So I think that has an impact on how well a promoted team does. But I think the gap has shortened in recent years in quality. I mean, if you look at Wayne Rooney, he's now playing in the championship. Uh, John Terry, a few seasons ago, you, you wouldn't have got that maybe five ten years ago yeah and um, such a big name player playing in the championship so i think there's that draw now yeah um, so, sounds a lot higher players. quality now down there say down yeah, there it makes it sound like it's a lot further down but it's just a, the one step below the premier but yeah it's, it does sound like from what you guys have been saying any team could probably make it in the premier if they've got an established team but if you have the players which you've loaned in, like Darrow said, and you need to restock your team, it's not necessarily going to mean that you're going to cut it in the Prem. You need, I think you need a well-established team. Um, out of the teams this season, do you think Leeds has that established team or West Brom or Brentford? Any of those teams? West Brom don't. No. Leeds, more, yeah, West Brom have a few. Well, their key players are all loanies. Yeah. Um, so Leeds have a more settled team. I'd expect Leeds to do something like Wolves. I think the thing with Leeds is just getting out of the championship. Yeah. Um, once they do that, they can push on and make it into the top 10, at least in the Premier League, because they've got Bielsa and they'll have more yeah, money to spend in the Premier manager, League. Yeah. And Yeah, I think he's building a project there and he's, he's really improved the squad that he inherited. Yeah. So I think um, he can only improve on that in the Premier League. Um, I worry for them if they don't go up, though. <laughs> it'll be it'll be a tough one to bottle it now. I think I think they've got yeah. they're in a strong position. But I guess we will see. Let, let's move on to uh, headline number five. Then past players who have been options as soon as they came up. So what about this year? We're looking at Campwell. You know, Pookie has he really made it? Yeah, he's done well in parts and still scoring. If you look at past players, I, I thought about really old players, the likes of Gareth 
Bale, who played for Southampton, moved to Tottenham. Ramsey came from Cardiff, moved to Arsenal, but, you know, they had to establish themselves in the team. Uh, I know that Tim Cahill moved from Millwall to Everton. He made it. And uh, there's a few others which have done well. But what about last season? Any which you reckon were true options this year? Obviously, Lundstrom. You can't deny that he's definitely an option. But anyone else from you guys? Um, I'll come to you first, Dara. Um, attend it tended to be a lot of budget forwards I thought you had Dan Eames back in the day um, Ricky Lambert for Southampton yeah. and then um, Watford Timothini and Agallo were another two yeah good shouts yeah. Um, there was a few budget keepers in there as well you have Rodriguez as well it, Burnley to Southampton yeah. Tom Heaton yeah. and the Cardiff one as well the um, guy from the Philippines <laughs> whose oh, name yeah, escapes we'll, me I've got Marshall in my head David Marshall who does he play for oh he might have been at Cardiff as well. Oh, but the Card- yeah, that was it. Who was the Cardiff one I was thinking of? El- uh, oh, oh, Etheridge. Yeah. Etheridge. Yeah, oh, that was year. it. Yeah, yeah. That was last year. David Marshall plays for Wigan now, doesn't he? Am I wrong? Come on, championship team. I have no idea. <laughs> oh, yeah, it does. Yeah. David Marshall. Yeah, thank you. I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad someone knew. He definitely played for Cardiff and he went, he's, yeah, he's at Wigan. Yeah, okay, good. I actually have some championship knowledge. Um, anyone else from you guys, Carl, Rich? Um, so I tend to think of uh, the strikers um, that scored a lot of goals. Yeah. Going all the way back to 2010-11, Andy Carroll was prolific for them. Um, I think he, I think he hit double figures. Also, Charlie Austin in 14, 15, yeah. 18 goals. Oh, yeah. 18 goals for a promoted club is uh, pretty was pretty special. Um, I, I always find talisman often score well. So you think this season, Pookie Grealish again going back to 10-11, Charlie Adam, who then earned mm-hmm. to move to uh, Liverpool because of his uh, good, good form. Show. You know, he was, he was great at set pieces for them. Obviously, Wolves have had a number of good assets uh, last season, in particular, you know, uh, Jimenez, Jota, Doherty, probably the best team in terms of FPL um, to, to have come up. Yeah, and you... then, obviously, this season, Sheffield United's defence. In terms of defences, uh, Burnley stick out, you know, 14-15 with Tom Heaton and again in 16-17. Uh, I remember having Tom Heaton all the way through. Uh, yeah. What time? All of them, their seasons. So what we're saying here, the reason I kind of raised this headline is to say it can happen again. And, uh, you know, there are potential coming up. So Leeds might might be one. You mentioned Charlie Austin there. I know he's at West Brom. He's scored eight goals this season, hasn't he? So maybe he'll become another option next year. Yeah, I don't think he's nailed. I think, uh, yeah, Robson Carn, who's got the number nine spot and he's an impact sub. Who who knows, eh? Who knows? Right. Can I add one in, actually? Sorry. Yeah, go on in, mate. Because you mentioned, mentioned like all the really good ones, like Agalo and Dini, but there's also um, one of my favourites, which was Charlie Daniels. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they they oh, got promoted yeah. the 15, 16 season. He had like three goals, five assists, because he was on penalties. Yeah, on penalties. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, he's always a nice one. Yeah, good shout. Good shout. Okay, listeners, we made a big boo-boo just now. We're just moving on to the Iceman's Championship quiz, and I haven't been recording for the first five questions, which is a FPL podcast first that I haven't been recording completely when we've actually been podding. But uh, just to let you know, the rules for the quiz is a little bit different. It's whoever shouts out their answer first. So we've already done the first five questions, and to give you the answers to the first five questions, we've actually got a leaderboard at the moment of 
Rich is on two points, Carl's on one point, and Dara is on one point as well. And the first question was, who is currently the top goal scorer in the championship, which is Mitrovic. Uh, the second question was, who has the most assists, which is Pereira from West Brom. The third was, out of the 37 games played this season, how many have played every possible minute? And it was 13 players. I think Dara named two of those players they managed to list how many he actually knew Carl and Rich failed on that question so you missed out on a bit of comedy there Uh, so we're on question five now and Dara Carl and Rich have all answered incorrectly for who has taken the most penalty kicks so far so it's being opened up to Dara now it is I think Daniel Johnson you are correct. He has taken six so far. So that is another point for Dara. So I couldn't think who the penalty taker was oh, for you... Preston. I knew they were. No, yeah, you, you were definitely right on the Preston. I thought I gave it away. Yeah. <laughs> we're early. Yeah, on, so I. <laughs> okay, right. Question number six then. So how, who has the most yellow cards? Ooh. Which player? Sorry. No one will take a guess Kyle. at this one. Go on, Carl. Is it Darnell Fisher? That's incorrect. Rich. Go on, Rich. Rich. I'll just go for um, Mitrovic. (laughs) Mitrovic, your answer for everything. Uh, That's incorrect as well. And Dara, (laughs) fancy taking a guess? I'll open it up if you guys want another Uh, go. Jake Levermore? No, that's also incorrect. Anyone want another go? Go on, Carl. Tom Lawrence. Close, but not quite. No, it looks like no one's going to get it. It was uh, Jeff Cameron for QPR on 12 yellow cards this season. Tom Lawrence on yellow, though. uh, On yellow? Tom Lawrence on 11, though. And I think he had Fisher is down on 10. So unlucky. So no points to be rewarded there. Question seven. Who is the oldest player in the championship to have played 89 minutes this season? Rich. Go on, Rich. I'm going to get Ashley Williams. (laughs) That is incorrect. Dara. He is old, though. Go on, Dara. He's old. Pablo Hernandez. That is also incorrect. Kyle. <laughs> Go on, Kyle. He plays for Wigan, but I can't think of his name. So I was listening to a championship podcast, and they mentioned that he was the oldest player. Probably a goalkeeper, isn't it? It's No, he's an outfield player. There are no well, goalkeepers. No, I can't think of his name. Team. No. Well, he's played in the Premiership. I'm going to give you a couple of clues now, and then I'm going to open it up. All right, so let me finish the clues, and then I'll open it up. So he's played in the Premiership before... And he is one of these players who plays nearly every single minute whenever he, he used to play. Right, I'm opening it up now. And it's not Dara. a goalkeeper. Go on, Dara. It's not a goalkeeper. Charlie Adam. No. Anyone else? Going once? Twice? No, you're wrong. It's Gareth Barry at West Brom. He's played 89 oh, minutes this season. And he is 38. So still going strong, Gareth. Well done. Question number eight. Right, so per 90, which player has the most goals plus assists plus penalty kicks out of any other player in the championship. Dara? Go on, Dara. Holly Watkins. That's incorrect. Rich. Oh, I think it was Rich, sorry, Carl. Just after you mentioned him earlier, maybe Dean Garner? No. No. Uh, Kyle, is is it Mitrovic? No, it's not. I'm not going to open this one up again. It's actually Jared Bowen. (laughs) <laughs> oh, currently, no, currently playing in the Premiership. I forgot he was in the Championship. Yeah. He so the per Championship. 90. So obviously he didn't get to play mm-hmm. after January. Right, question number nine. So we've got Rich on two points, Carl on one, and Dara is on two. Question nine is, 
Now we know who has the most assists for the season, but who has the most assist per 90? Dara. Rich. I'll... Oh, that was Dara. It's my friend, isn't it, down at uh, Bristol City? What the hell's his name? Eliason. That's the one. Yeah, you are correct. So another point for Dara there. Eliason. Yeah, Bristol City. Right, so... Dara is leading now. We're on the last question. And Rich, you can catch him and then go for a tie break. Carl, you can just allow Dara to win. So it's up to you if you want to. Last question. Who has conceded the most goals this season? Dara. Rich. Go on, Dara. Luton Town. Oh, he's nailed it. So Dara wins the quiz. Well done, Dara. Nice. Well done, mate. Prize on its way to you. Enjoy that, guys. Enjoy- that was fun. Half half of it not recorded, but you know. That was yeah, like... the only half where I got points. <laughs> 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 and when you made an absolute fool of yourself as well, I'm sure you did. Yeah, and, and that, and that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Okay, well, moving on. Well, not moving on to Alexa's afterthoughts, but um, now it's time a little bit different this week. So Mad Hatter, a.k.a. Darren, the producer of Alexa's Afterthoughts, has been the most active within our Slack channel. I wanted to give him a little credit and say thank you for staying active. So I produced a little song for him. That's right. I started my very own singing career, which I will play to you now. Okay. Here we go. His name was Darren, he was a joker, with Alexa and her frown, he supports Luton Town, he would post jokes in the dab joke section, while he tried to be funny, he was sometimes cringe to me, he is called Manhattan, he was a Patreon, he keeps up some channel very active, who could ask for more at the FPL, FPL surgery. The hardest part north of Pompey at the FPL, FPL surgery. Humor and dash jokes are always needed at the FPL surgery. Yes, I hope you all enjoyed that. Uh, I know I sound just like Ed Sheeran. Uh, so actually, Darren, Mad Hatter, actually produced a song for me too. So I'm going to play that as well. Here we go! His name was Iceman. He was a show-off. Ladies underwear, he'll dress up without a care, he'll boil with anger and yell out nana. With slackers pushing him too far, when posting bollocks and get bar across the slack channel, he's spelt out his flannel. We'll all humor him together and never ask for more at the Casa, Casa del Iceman, a dodgy house smack bang in Hampshire at the Casa. Casa del Iceman His music and fashion Is always a passion killer Casa Casa del Iceman (laughs) 
So, any requests, do send them through, and we'll be happy to help you with that. So, I would like to thank our guests for coming on this week and supplying all the knowledge about the championship. Carl, Dara, and Rich, thank you very much for coming on, guys. Thanks, yeah, Thank you very much. Yeah, really appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed yourself. If you liked what you heard today and would like to help support the podcast, it's on patreon.com forward slash FPL Surgery. We're not taking any money at the moment, so it is for free. And if you can check us out on Facebook, SoundCloud, Reddit, and Twitter at FPL Surgery. And at this point, I will move to Stefan. Up the pod. Up the pod. Up the pod. You guys have got to say up the pod as well. Up the pod. Up the pod. Up the pod. There we go. I had to force it out of you. Oh God, I can't believe I missed half of the bloody quiz. Ah. <laughs> oh. didn't miss much, to be honest. There's, there's some good quality, quality comedy listening to um, Rich trying to answer a question. They yeah, were tough. I was hoping they were more like historic <laughs> ones, you know. <laughs> My quiz is never easy. Like most yellow cards. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. don't pay attention to any other stats other than like goals and assists. And I know that, that I'm not going to pick those particular. That's why I gave you like started you off on an easy one. Yep. And, 